This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, I just want to welcome everyone that's just tuned into Body Matters. This is Alana Uli for you. And I all want to, I want to wish you a happy new year. And I trust that this year is going to be a great, great year for you, a blessed year. And that, you know, that God will give you the desires of your heart. And it's a new year. And I'm sure some of you have lots of new year resolutions And I think that's what you want to aspire to this year. So I want to encourage you this year that nothing is impossible with God. You know, in Proverbs 16 verse um, 3, it says, Lay your plans before the Lord and you will succeed. You know, my message this morning is about surrender. And... um, I want to encourage you with this word. You know, in our own strength, we cannot do anything. First turn to God and everything else will fall into place. So this is my word today. And the word is to surrender, surrender. You know, today you may be looking for answers for a breakthrough you know, in your life, health, or whatever the situation may be. You know, we've always got situations in our lives that we, you know, we always trust in God for something because, you know, we live in a fallen world. And I'm not sure what the condition is or where you're at, but I want to tell you today that while you have breath in you, there's hope. You know, God is a God of hope. Nothing is impossible for Him. And He can turn what seems hopeless in your life right now into your greatest testimony. You know, only God can help you in your situation. You know, He is our maker and our creator. And, you know, as humans, we only have a limited understanding and knowledge of our circumstances or where we are. But you know that God is all-knowing. He allows, He alone knows everything about us. He even knows the number of hair on our heads. That is in Luke 12, 7. He knows our bodies inside and out. And He's the one who knitted us in our mother's wombs. He put us together. He saw our body being formed. And if you read Psalm 132, not 13, Psalm 132, it talks about how God created us and how we are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. You know, how can we trust in God's creation? You know, we can't put our trust in man, only in God, um, because he's our creator. He's all knowing. You know, he's the one that created us. So why put our trust in man when we can have direct access to our maker who understands everything Because he made us, he's the potter and we are the clay. And surely if he made us, he can yield us, he can mend our broken hearts and he can supply us with all our needs. You know that no human can help us, even in our darkest hour. You know, we cannot trust in chariots, we cannot trust in horses, we cannot trust in humans, but only the living God And in Psalm 118, verse 8, it says, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust people. You see, the Lord will not intervene in our situation if we don't give him access into our lives. You know, God is such a gentleman. He wants us to ask him. It says, knock, keep on knocking, seek, and you will find. He wants us to call out to him. 
So you have not given your life to the Lord or you've neglected your relationship with him. I want to encourage you today that it's never too late to make him Lord and God of your life and allow him to do what only he can do. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past or how messed up you may feel on the inside. You see, the Lord's arms are wide open to receive us today. You know, the enemy comes with so many lies, you know, to keep us from God. But today you can be the day of your salvation. You can draw near to God. God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. You see, while you've got breath in you, as I said it, and I want to repeat this, while you're alive, you can still make the choice. You see, when you make the Lord, Lord of your life, you give him permission to do what no human can do in your life. Just surrender. And my message is surrender under his rule and his authority. You see, God is not human and he's above all human understanding. He knows everything about you, your past and your future. Nothing that you've done or will do in the future is and will surprise him. You know, God knows our hurts. He knows our weaknesses and what we've been through. And today we can hand it over to him and commit it all in his hands. And Father God cares deeply about our situations. In Psalm 138 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. And in Psalm 138 verse 8 it says, The Lord will work out his plan for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon me, for you have made me. You see, you may have been worn out and burdened by the situation that you're in. It may feel like you're alone and at a place of hopelessness. But the truth is that you're not alone. He sees you and he understands your pain. So surrender, surrender it all to him. What the Lord can do will far outweigh what you can accomplish in your own human capacity. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And let's look at Psalm 68, 19 to 20. It says, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Our God is a God who saves. From the sovereign Lord comes escape from death. And then lastly, I just want to end off with this before we take a break. In Romans ten thirteen, it says, Whoever calls upon the, lame, the name of the Lord will be saved. So draw near to him today, call out to him and surrender every burden to him. So let us take a short break and then we'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to Body Matters. This is Alana Willifier and my message for today is to surrender, surrender to God. This year, make it your priority. Turn back to him 
And yeah, I just want to encourage you this morning that, you know, without God, we can do absolutely nothing. That's what the word of God says. You know, we might have all our plans for this year. We might have, um, you know, a whole lot of things that we want to accomplish. And as I said in Proverbs 6, verse 3, it says, lay your plans before the Lord and you will succeed. You know, God will direct your path. He knows the beginning from the end. Um, he's the one that will make your feet as sure as those of a deer. But my message today is also to turn back to God. I don't know where you are, where you find yourself today. Maybe you've backslidden. Maybe you've sinned. Maybe you feel, you know what? I can't even turn to God. I can't pray. But this message is for you today. I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter where you are. Turn back to him today. Whatever it may be that is keeping you from turning back to God or entering into his presence. You know, that is a lie and a trap from the enemy to keep you from all that God has for you. You know, there are many lies that the enemy plants in our thoughts that keep us captive. The enemy may plant thoughts that, you know, you're not good enough for God or we need to be good in order to commit our lives to him. You know, sometimes our own sin keeps us from entering his presence because we feel ashamed. You know, if I think back of Adam and Eve, you know, when they disobeyed God, they wanted to hide from him. They actually took leaves to cover themselves. And as humans, you know, even though we might have a relationship with God, but sometimes we we do things and we know and we know as we know we we failed him. And I just want to encourage you that doesn't matter God's arms are open, turn back, repent, you know, or we may even feel like the Lord wants to, you know, we don't want to draw near to him because we think, you know, he wants to tell us something that we don't want to hear, or he's going to judge us, or he's going to punish us for what we've done wrong. But you know what? The Lord is a gracious God. And in John three seventeen it says, for God did not send his son into the world that we might be judged but that the world might be saved. He came to save us. He says, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Um, you know, we have opportunity every day. Every day there's an opportunity to turn back to God. You know, being alive is such a gift because we still fall under his grace. You know, living is under grace, but the minute we die, we fall under his judgment. You know, we're all sinners. None of us are perfect or innocent before the Lord. And in Mark 10, 18, it says, And Jesus said unto him, No one is good but one, and that is God. You know, none of us deserve the Lord's grace or mercy. It's only because he decided to pay the price for our sins that we are exempt of the punishment that was due to us. And in Romans three twenty three to 26, it says, For all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You see, the Lord does not love us for what we do. We're not under the law, but for who we are in him. You know, I, I just remember, and it just comes up in, in my heart again. You know, sometimes we... We, you know, we get angry. We as Christians, we get angry. We sometimes say things, we do things. 
And even though we love the Lord, and the one day I just felt the Lord say to me, it doesn't matter what you do, I know your heart. Is your heart in a good place? And God says he looks at our hearts. And I want to encourage you today, let go of condemnation, let go of that guilt. You know what, that guilt and that and that condemnation is just a lie. You know, the righteous may fall seven times, but God will lift them up again. doesn't matter how many times you fall, as many times as you fall, as many times you can go back. You know, as Christians, nothing that we do can separate us from him. In Romans 8, 38, it says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, neither the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the heaven below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, nothing you and I have done, no matter how bad, will cause God to love us less. You see, God is love. <laughs> is love. He is His promises are yes and amen. Who He is is who He is. I am who I am, and God cannot change. You know, I asked someone once, why don't you give your life to the Lord? And that person answered and he said, because if I do, I have to change my lifestyle. And I didn't know what to say. And I said, God, okay, give me an answer here. What can I say to this person? And I just felt the Lord said to him, it's not what you do. You know, you can live your life, but who do you believe in? Who do you believe in at the end of the day? And that is all that matters. You know what? It doesn't matter how you live your life. When you choose God, when you choose him, and you put your trust and faith in him, you know what? At the end of the day, only God can change you. You know, sometimes I look back at the things I used to do, and I I don't do them anymore. Not because in my own strength. You know, the word says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Only God is the one that can help us to change. In our own strength, we cannot do anything. So, you know, that's all I said to him. And I I knew that what God had given me was from the Holy Spirit. And you know what? When I gave it to him, I could see there was this thoughts you know going through his mind he was wondering and thinking and pondering on it and who knows maybe I've just sown a seed you see God his arms is wide open and I know I'm repeating myself but someone needs to hear it today he gives us an ongoing invitation there's an ongoing invitation to enter his presence irrespective of what you've done You know, God says, come, come, I won't disappoint you. And in Hebrews 4.16, it says, the Lord says, come boldly before the throne of grace so that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown to someone who deserves to be punished. You know, 
we all deserve to be punished. And even as we live in this world today as Christians, we fail God every day, whether it's in word, thought, or deed. We fail Him. And you know what? If we were perfect, we wouldn't need Him. And that is why we need Him. The Lord said, I didn't come for those who are are yielded, I come for those who are sick. You know, He came for the brokenhearted. He came for those who are weak. Because in our weakness, God is our strength. You know, when God called the disciples, you know, none of them were perfect. None of them, he never said to any of them, go and sort out your issues. Go and make right. Go and clean yourselves. Go and wash yourselves. No, he just said to them, come and follow me as you are. And I will make you fisher of men. You see, once again, God will do the work in us when we commit our lives to him. You know, he's the one that can do nothing. We can't do anything. It's the spirit of God that dwells within us that has the power to change us. You see, even as Christians, we tend to shy away from the Lord when we feel like we have sinned or messed up. And, but we can be reminded and I said earlier on in Romans 8, 1, it says, For there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And Romans 1, 17, it says, So in Christ our sins are forgiven, and there is no condemnation before God. So it is the sinner who is in Christ. Not only that, but God has raised us up with Christ, and seated us with him in heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. You see, we need to understand that as Christians, that Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. This doesn't mean that we won't sin again, but we have continuous forgiveness from the Lord. I don't know if you remember that scripture, as just as I'm going through my, my, my notes, and I'm, I'm thinking about where the Lord said, where someone asked, Lord, how many times must we forgive someone? And the Lord said 70 times 70. And to me, that means it's ongoing. So God expects us to forgive others ongoing, but God forgives us ongoing. All he wants is for us to turn and repent. You know, it's our responsibilities to walk in repentance. And as Christians, we have access to forgiveness of our sins all the time. You see, when we repent, the Lord says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and remember it no longer. And that is in Hebrews 8.12. So if the Lord forgives and remembers our sins no longer, then we shouldn't, then why shouldn't we also let go? Why do we remind ourselves constantly, you know, of our sin, of how bad we are, or, you know, how good enough we are not, or, or whatever. You know, God created us perfect. And our temple, our body is the temple of the living God. You know, he created us for our purpose. You know, we are the only ones. You know, the enemy, I, I was chatting to someone the other day, and I just realized, you know, the enemy doesn't, if we are Christians, the enemy doesn't have any authority. The only thing he can do is to plant lies in your thoughts and hope that you will take it and believe it. And when you take it and you believe it, you self-destruct. 
And I remember once when I was chatting to a pastor many years ago, and she said something so true. She said, don't, don't be scared of the devil. Be scared of yourself, of who you choose to believe, because that will either cause your destruction or if you choose God, it will, it, it, you know, he says, lay, uh, I lay before you life and death, choose life. And that is so true. You see, the enemy will always remind us of our sins and try and keep us captive in a place of guilt. And that keeps us from the Lord's presence. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I've messed up, it's not easy to go and pray. It's difficult to get back into God's presence. So even if you fall into the same sin, even if you mess up continuously, even if you're struggling to break your addiction, even if you're struggling and you feel like you're not making any progress, um, just keep on repenting, keep on asking God to help you. You see, the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's there to help us to overcome that sin and the thing is, we just need to keep moving forward in Christ, pressing into him. In Psalm 37, 24, it says, Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hands. You see, the Lord is ready to help us out. You know, he's our ultimate father. You know, I don't know how many of your parents you know, it doesn't matter how many times your children disappoint you. No matter how many times they sin or they're disobedient, you as a parent will do everything and anything in your power to help that child get back on track again. So how much more does a father in heaven not care for us? And that brings me also with the scripture that also just is jumping to mind where he says, you know, if, if you are, who are good fathers, you know, give your children good gifts, how much more and um, will your father in heaven not give you? You know, God is our father. And if we truly understand that he is good, that he wants the best for you, that he loves you unconditionally, then we need to get back to God. The Lord even says that every morning his mercy is fresh upon us. Yesterday's sins are forgotten and he sees every day as new. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He is a good God. He does not hold grudges against us. He does this so that we will not walk in condemnation and guilt. You know, almost all the heroes, the biblical leaders, we think about Moses, we think about David, we think about Abraham. You know, they all failed God. They did. Abraham um, made his own plan. He had Ishmael, David committed adultery, he murdered, even Moses killed an Egyptian, he ran. They weren't, they've messed up, but they came back to God. God still chose them. God still had a plan for them. God still used them, even in the midst of all of that. 
you know, David was called, um, you know, he had a heart after God. Moses, the most humble man, you know, who pleaded for the Israelites. Abraham, who, you know, even though he made his own plan, it says Abraham was totally convinced of God's promises for his life. Let's look at Samson. You know, none of them were perfect. No one, not not us, we are not perfect. God is perfect. Only he can do it. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So let go of the guilt and know that he is merciful and that his arms are wide open to receive you today. Come to him just the way you are. And I want to leave you with that so that we can take a short break and then come back to Father God being a good father. I want to just stipulate that God is good. So let's chat in a few minutes. This is Alana Willie for you from Body Matters if you've just tuned in. And I'm chatting today about surrender, surrendering it all to God this year. And turning back to him no matter where you are and letting go of the guilt, letting go of the past mistakes and just coming back to Father God, coming back to the Lord Jesus Christ who will never, never leave you nor forsake you. And I just want to focus a little bit now on the last part of this program on Father God being a good father. You know, we need to understand and believe that the Lord is a good father and he wants the best for us. You know, I think being part of um, ministry and being part of um, healing, you know, I just realized that sometimes people don't really believe that God is good. There's there's something that they, um, you know, we we believe he's good, but we don't believe he's good. You know, even if we don't feel like we, we, you know, that Father God, that we deserve him. You know, some of us, we feel like, you know, God God doesn't really see us the way, um, you know, he should. And I know that it's a very difficult topic. But you know what? We need to understand and believe that the Lord is a good father and he wants the best for us. And even if we don't feel like we deserve it. You know, the Lord wants to heal us. He wants to see us prosper. And he wants us to walk in the plans and purposes that he has for our lives. You know, most of us struggle, as I said, to believe this concept because we don't believe that we are good enough or we don't believe that we deserve the good things that he has for us. You know, as I said, God is not interested in what we do. He is, but he's not. He's interested in in who we are, because we were created for him and his purpose. You know, we don't have to perform in order to gain God's love and acceptance and his favor. All he wants us to do is to believe in him, believe who he says he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. You know, he loves us just the way we are. You know, why would God make us and then reject us? That was never his plan. You know, that's why he sent Jesus. You know, from my experience, as I said, in, in, in inner healing and being part of ministry, I have discovered that many of our perception 
of God is somehow related to the way we view our earthly fathers and base our childhood experiences. You know, we base it on childhood experiences and our perspective of God, maybe that he's a disciplinarian, that he's strict, or maybe God seems far and unapproachable, or maybe he's loving, maybe he's close. And that depends a lot on our relationship with our earthly father. And we must remember that our earthly fathers are not perfect. Humans will always fail us in some or other way. But the Lord is our perfect father. He's your perfect father. And he will never fail you. You see, he's our creator and our father. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, See what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. You see, the Lord does not think or see us in the way we think or or see ourselves. You know, there's a quote I read once somewhere that says, I am who I think you think I am. And you know, and that is just how we are so influenced by our circumstances. And as humans, we don't have the accurate perspective of ourselves because we live in a fallen world and our vision is distorted by our earthly paradigm. And our paradigm is a collection of all our experiences and the way we interpret it that shapes our belief system You see, God sees us as perfect and undefiled for the purpose he created us to be. And I'm just coming back to this thought of, you know, so many times we get a prophetic word. And the prophetic word gives us maybe a word of direction or, or something where God sees us. And that word is, a prophetic word is really God saying, this is how I see you. This is what I've created you for. God sees that. I mean, if you look at a a teapot, if God made a teapot, but the teapot doesn't think he's a cup, or the teapot thinks he's a cup, or he thinks he's something else. But when God looks at the teapot, he created a teapot, he sees your potential. He sees what you are about to become. He sees the bigger picture. You know, sometimes we have to look beyond ourselves. We have to look beyond the picture. You know, he knows us beyond our scars. God knows our afflictions. You know, the enemy wants to distort everything about us. He doesn't want us to know our destiny, our purpose. You know, God knows that. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. And he looks beyond all of that because he sees his creation. He wants to heal us. He wants to deliver us from the enemy and the things that keep us captive. Because as long as we are captive, we cannot live out our full potential in him. He wants us to live in righteousness. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us joy. He wants us to know the truth about our worth our identity and our authority, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. You see, as God's children, we've got privileges, we've got rights, we've got authority. And as long as we are in the dark about what our um, inheritance is, what our 
power is through the Holy Spirit. We cannot operate in it. And the enemy loves it when he knows you've got so much potential and power, but he illuminates it. He he makes you disguises what you've got. You know, the enemy will come against all of that. You see, it's the Lord is for us. He's not against us. And that is in Romans 8.31. He is a God of love. The more we spend time with God, the more we will get to know his character. You see, in Psalm 145, verse 8, it says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to me, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. He says, out of our relationship with the Lord that we will experience his goodness. Our Father God is approachable, and we can ask him anything. In Matthew seven eleven, it says, If you then, being evil, and remember I said this earlier, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give what is good who ask him? The Lord is so patient with us in our circumstances. He knows we are not perfect. He's, he is the one working in us, molding and shaping us in his image. It says that God is the author and the perfecter of your faith. You know, he's waiting for the right time to fulfill his promises in your life. You know that the Lord's timing is always perfect. 2 Peter 3 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some may understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And in Psalm 103, it says, It's such a beautiful Psalm 103. This is my absolute favorite. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He makes known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And we need to believe that God is good and that he is who he says he is and that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord above. In Psalm 136, it repeats this verse over and over again. His love endures forever. 26 times his love endures forever. You know, sometimes it's so difficult to comprehend God's love in this fallen world. 
Sometimes bad things happen to Christians and we don't always know why. But one thing is for sure. If we place ourselves in God's hands, he works all things out for the good of those who love him. We may never understand everything in this lifetime, but I am sure that we'll have our answers in heaven and be thankful for the decisions that God made, that he worked it out. You know, trust God's character today. God will never disappoint you. You can't go wrong when you put your trust in God. You know, under the shadows of his wings, you will find a hiding place. God will protect you. He will guide you. He will never, never let you down. So this is my message this morning, and my message to you is for this new year. Just come back to God. Just surrender everything to Him. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And I just want to end off praying for you um, today, and my heart is for you. I know some of you are going through really difficult times, Some of you have lost loved ones. Some of you don't even know where your next meal is going to come from. Some of you are so lonely you don't know who to turn to. And your situation might be so hopeless. But I want to encourage you today. There is hope. God is the God of hope. Keep the faith. Hold on to him. Knock It says, and the door will be opened to you. Seek and you will find. So, Father God, today I just commit every single person that is listening to this broadcast today. Father, send your Holy Spirit. Fill them afresh and anew. Lift their spirits no matter where they are. Remove the guilt from them. Father, I pray that they may experience you, that they will surrender to you, that they will come back to you, that they will call out to you, that you'll answer them, Father, that you'll supply all their needs, that you'll work all things out for their good. For you know the plans you have for each and every person, and that plan is to prosper, not to harm, but to give hope and a future that your heart is always good always good you never came to judge or to condemn but to save so if you're hearing my voice today and you feel you know what I want Jesus I want to come back just repeat after me Father God I am a sinner forgive me of my sins Wash away my guilt. Lord, I want to surrender my life to you today. I want to make you Lord and God over my life. I choose you today, God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Consume me. Use me. Help me to be everything that you intended me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer today, 
I want you to believe that you've committed your life to the Lord. Just keep turning back to Him. Just keep spending time in His Word. Keep on praying. Never cease praying. Keep on knocking. God hears your prayers. God knows your heart. He will not abandon you. He will not disappoint you. Just turn to Him this year and God will surprise you. So unfortunately, this is the end of my program today and I really hope that today is the day of your salvation. And I'm so looking forward to what God is going to do in your life. And tune in again next Saturday with me, Alana Ulifiu. And you must have a wonderful, blessed week until we chat again next Saturday at 5 p.m. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.